Okay, today is Daf Lamed. Yesterday it was Daf Chavtes. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's, and uh, we'll get right started on uh, Tisha B'av. We said the first uh, event that we mentioned on Tisha B'av is that it was decreed on our fathers not to enter Eretz Yisrael. It was the Chet Hamaraglim took place at that time. So the question is, from where do we know this that that's what happened? And um, so we said that uh, you got to figure it out from the psukim. First of all, it says that in the first month of the second year, on the first of the month, that's when the Mishkan was set up. And we know that uh, the same year as the Mishkan was set up, that's when Moshe sent the Meraglim. This is the second year um, in the desert. Now, it says that on the second year, by the second month, on the 20th of the month, that's when they had to leave. Um, they had to leave the, uh, the leave, they were, they, the cloud moved, so they were, they were traveling. Um, and it says, So they traveled for three days. Um, that day, they weren't so well behaved. So they were, the people complained, they were hungry, and they cried. And uh, B'nai Yisrael also complained. Anyway, that was another month of a disaster, basically. That was the slav, the, 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 the special birds that were available for them to eat. Anyway, that brings us to the 22nd of Siva now. Um, and then it says Miriam was at Katsaras, and she was gathered in for seven days. It takes us to the 29th of Sivan. And it says right after that, Shlach Lecha Noshim, that we should send uh, spies. As you know, there's a connection there that they should have learned from Miriam not, not to, to speak, speak Lashon Hara. All right? Anyway, so that's the same time. So if you do uh, math, 29th of Sivan, he sent them Raglim. They uh, came back 40 days later. So you add, you follow, look in the calendar, um, it uh, it comes out to Tishbab. So the Gemara says, or like right before Tishbab, that night they cried. That was the night of Tishbab. So the Gemara says, the problem is, is that um, it's really uh, it's really a day too long. So the Gemara says, not true because the Tamas of that year, even though normally it's a twenty nine day, it was a thirty day, and therefore, um, uh, therefore it came out to exactly the tw- the ninth of Av. The eve of the ninth of Av, everyone cried that night, and that's what Hashem said, um, that uh, you cried for no reason, I'm going to give you a reason to cry on this night. Non, um, and that's uh, what happened in the future. So many bad things happened on Tisha B'av. Okay, we said that the first base of was destroyed on, t- on Tisha B'av. Where do you see that? It was burnt on Tisha B'av. So the Gemara says, uh, there's uh, conflicting psukim. In Malachim it says, from Malachim, it says that it was in the fifth month, in the seventh of the month, that's when Nebuzaradan came to, to burn down the, the base of Mikdash. And then it says, in the, in the fifth month, in the tenth of the month, uh, which is the 19th of the year, Nuchadnezzar, so that's when he came. So it, is it, the, it can't be the seventh, because then it says the tenth. It can't be the tenth, it says the seventh. So it must be that they're both true. And one was the beginning, and the other one was the end. So it started out, they, they, they were destroying, as they were going from the 7th, 8th, 9th, 
the end of the ninth, going into the tenth, that's when they first lit it on fire, and the fire burnt the entirety of the tenth. And uh, and that must be what happened. That's what the Gemara And we, we commemorate the ninth. Now, um, this is exactly why um, they... Um, Rabbi Yechonin says that if I was the one in charge, I would have made it the tenth, because the bulk of the burning of the town was actually on the tenth. So that was this idea. Okay. Um, so, um, and the Rabbanon's view was, and the reason why we do sell this, um, commemorate on the ninth is because the beginning is, is the harder part. Okay. In the second Mr. English, how do you know it happened at the same time? So that's based on the idea that uh, there's a merit to the day of merit and a, and a difficulty to the day of difficulty. Okay. When the Bishop Migdash was destroyed the first time around, that was the, the uh, so uh, we said it basically was almost identical as real repeat in the second Bishop Migdash. It was Erev Tish above the Eve, the Eve was Matzah, um, Matzah Shabbos, it was Matzah Shviyas here, and it was in the same Mishmar of Yoyariv. They were singing Shira, and uh, the Shira that they were singing was uh, um, portentous, basically, of the event. And they didn't even get to finish it till the Gentiles came in and destroyed it. And it was really a, a, almost a repeat. And it will see that it doesn't make sense that it was the, the Yoyariv, because they weren't around in the second. But either way, it was a, basically almost a full, exact repeat what happened in, by, by the second Mesa Mikdash. Now, um, where's the, then we saw Betar was destroyed at the same time, that we just have tradition on that. Um, and the city was plowed under, that was done by Teres Rufus in Russia, where they plowed. Does he, we have the Gears of, uh, when, he, when he was Kharav, he wasn't Kharav the Hechel, he was Kharash the Hechel, he plowed the area where the Mesa Mikdash was. Um, to leave no, to try and leave no no remnant there. Anyway, um, anyway, but uh, basically, um, there was a decree against Rabbi Gamliel, and um, one of the Roman senators was trying to save him. So he he said the person with the big nose is uh, is being sought out, and Rabbi Gamliel knew who was referring to him, and he hid it. And then this person found him in private, and he said, if I save you, will you bring me to the world to come? And he said, yes. Swear to me. He made him swear, and he swore. And then he went up to the roof, and he fell to his death. And they have a rule that uh, in the Roman Senate, that anyone who, um, uh, basically, if there's a degree, a decree, and one of the people who was involved in the decree dies, so then they get rid of the whole decree. So they took back to the, the decree to kill Rabbi Rabbi Gamliel. Anyway, her only voice came out and gave him, gave him that. Uh, How can yes, an individual promise someone the world to come when it's Hashem makes that decision? Um, they, it, it's not something that you or I can promise. <laughs> Rabbi Gamliel is different. He has the inside uh, information. He's the inside, inside connections. He knows. He knows what's going on. What's, you know what. what what type of they asked where Bhanina bin Dos Bhanina bin tried doing the same thing. Yeah. And he and he said and apparently people who have that knowledge they can they can say 
what what type of act would merit such a thing? So that was, that was what the idea. What if he really didn't know, but he's he said in the anyway? midst of, uh, you know... Uh, Maybe you could say, life. right. Is, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that Ganeva's das? We had a whole discussion oh, yesterday. Right, Ganeva's das, 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 das goyim or not. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right. And Jewish, and they'll have to answer mm-hmm. in the next world. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't he swore. He wouldn't have swore yet. falsely. Yeah. Swore falsely, you know, like that's uh, you can't yeah. do that. So anyway, bottom he line didn't is, tell him to commit suicide. he didn't expect that to happen. Anyway, well, he, it turns out that the heavenly voice did affirm that he got a portion of the world to come. So it did work out. It worked out. Anyway, okay, um, so anyway, who's the, the righteous Gentile uh, in the special section for the righteous Gentiles? Okay. Okay. Okay, All right. Anyway, um, we saw that when the base of English was first, dis- the first base of English was destroyed, so there was a story where the Pirkei Kuna threw the keys up because they said, you didn't trust us to to perform our duties here, so here's the keys back. And they threw it up, and the heavenly hand came and took the keys. Um, and then they just fell into the fire, and uh, that was... The, Can you, you do that? I mean, this is suicide. I mean, this is something against... Listen, who am I to judge, you know? I'm just asking a question. What... They knew they were dying anyway, I guess, and they just uh, not, but no, you know, and they were. I understand it was going back through back undergoing. Back to Kodosh, but we understand that. Maybe, but does it say they jumped into the fire or yes, fell? Yes, they, they, they fell. They fell to the fire. They fell to the fire. They collapsed. They no, no, no. It says They handcuffed. They tried jumping up to heaven, and then somehow they fell down. <laughs> Maybe it had to jump over it, and they didn't make it. That's what the case. Was. No, it could be. It could, it could be that that it was. It has to be a good reason. Anyway, Yudasovitsky, Yeshayo made a There is a basis. There is a, an idea that somebody who is undergoing tremendous, tremendous mental anguish, they're 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 not faulted for uh, for something like that. So that's there is there is such a concept like that. We find by the by I don't know if you remember Middle by Nikon. No, very pla- the places in these Gomorrahs where Nikon. I don't know if you remember Nikon um, have brought those special uh, doors. The, the doors, the copper doors, and they had to throw oh, yeah. one over. Yeah. And he said, if you throw if if you're going to throw this one, you're going to have to take me with it and throw me in the you know like so he's putting his life online. How's that appropriate? Yeah, but the mental anguish of what he was undergoing. So, like, yeah, we don't judge. So it's the same exact thing over here. Ladies being transported to Rome, they all drown themselves. Right, exactly. And we don't fault them for that. We don't, we, we, you know, it's a... But in order for someone to do something like that, they have to be going under yeah, tremendous, tremendous mental right. anguish. So what, no one's held responsible for... No, uh, uh, I mean, you're right. I'm not just saying it's, like, not, no a, not a simple does thing. that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay. It's true. Anyway, <laughs> but that I'm just saying there's a, there is some sort of basis. Okay. Anyway, the story goes is um, um, anyway we quoted the psukim that that actually mentioned this this event. So we have a halacha that when Av comes in, we min- minimize our joy, and um, and uh, in the same way when Av, when Adar comes in, we increase our joy. And because of this, if somebody has a court case with a gentile in Av, he should try and push it off. And the best month to push it off to is Adar, because that's when our mazel is strongest. 
Um, we said that uh, to give an achris v'tikva, we quote a few a few sources from Rav Yehuda, the son of Rav Shmuel Bashilis, in the name of Rav. So, what is the pasuk that when they went to Bavel, they had a future and a hope, so that's uh, that they had an easy means <laughs> of sustaining themselves with the palm trees, and uh, flax grew well there, and so they had what to wear. That were also so that was klipishton. So there was uh, so they had some sort of. Um, Basic, basic, basic things that provided, you know, basic needs were be able to be provided for relatively easily. Um, next, we saw reach Hashem. What is the reach So we said that is a field of apple, an apple orchard. Next, we saw halacha of the week that Tishba falls out on. So you're not allowed to get haircuts or launder your clothes. So if Nachman uh, put a Provisio, he said that's only true if you're laundering to wear, but if you're laundering to leave it till afterwards, then it's not a problem. And Rav Shesha says that's not true. Even if you're not going to wear it, it's still a problem. And Rav Shesha says, take a look at the, in, in the house of Rav, the, the laundry guys are on vacation during uh, the week of Tisha B'Av. Um, so Rav Amnuna asks a question also on that vein. It says on the Thursday, you're allowed to for Kavit Shabbos. And um, what could it be talking about? If it's to wear, there's no COVID Shabbos to wear on Thursday. COVID Shabbos would be saving it till afterwards, till Shabbos. Um, so it must be till Laniach, and it's still saying it's only allowed on Thursday, not any other day of the week. So that's a, a disproof to Rav Nachman. The Gemara says not necessarily. You could read it into Rav Nachman. Um, what if it's somebody who only has one shirt? Then maybe you know you can launder it even on Thursday to wear on Thursday. But it'll still be a lot cleaner than it would be. If you uh, didn't do it right, um, if you, uh, so anyway, and that uh, special hat on cholamoy to launder clothes if you only have one pair of clothes. Um, anyway, we also saw Rabbi, this machlokes is Rabbi Yaman and then Rabbi Lazar says that wearing is the pro- laundering to wear is a problem, but to leave is not a problem. And on that we had a very clear question. It says that you're not allowed to launder before Tisha B'av, even to leave after Tisha B'av which is basically straight up disproving this opinion of Rav Nachman and Rav Lazar for that matter. We also said that our ironing is not, is only, is not as, or at least the time of the Gemara, is not as good as the laundering of those times. And linen is not a problem of ironing. It doesn't fall, it's only like fancier clothing. And the Gemara says that's a disproof. Okay. Next we saw Rav Yitzchak Barguri said, said the name of Rav Yochanan, even though linen, we said, is okay, it's not really a problem of ironing it, but you're not allowed to wear it on the week of Tisha B'Av, uh, the, the week that Tisha B'Av comes in. Comes in. Um, Rav says it's only true if it's before, but afterwards it's never a problem. And Shmuel says that's not true, that even the week of Tisha B'Av issue is for both sides of, the, of Tisha B'Av, before and after, you don't wear, uh, you don't, you don't, uh, Wear the new clothes or whatever the fa- the fancy whatever this this nicer garment the freshly laundered clothing. So uh, we brought some proofs. It says that the Shabbos that Tishma falls out on it, you're not allowed to get haircuts and allowed to launder on Thursday. You are because of covered Shabbos, and it gives a very clear examples. It says on a Sunday you the whole week before you're allowed to launder, um, and the we- and uh, the whole week of you all are also allowed to launder. Meaning after Tishabov. 
So uh, if it comes out on a Monday or Tuesday or thir- or Wednesday or Thursday, so then before is prohibited, after is permitted. Anyway, it's basically saying black and white that mm-hmm. it, the whole iser is only before, not after. Um, and uh, we even said also in the in the process we mentioned that um, if, if if you would be let's say it's a Friday, Tishbub comes out on a Friday. So then on Thursday, there would be a special allowance to launder clothes, to have fresh clothes for Shabbos. But, um, um, but um, um, and even on, if they didn't do that, even, even though Friday is Erev, uh, is Tisha B'Av, you would be allowed to launder the clothes from the afternoon on, the Kavach Shabbos. But Abaye and Ravach Abayaka, one of them, uh, said that, that cursed somebody who, who did that, who basically didn't, uh, you know, didn't act properly. Okay, now if it comes out on a, anyway, so we said if it comes out on a Monday or Thursday, they would lay three alias and one half Torah, and um, if it's Tuesday or Wednesday, then it would be um, one aliyah and one half Torah, and that's where Rav Yossi says, no, we always read three alias and the half Torah, and that is what we do, but anyway, this, but the bottom line of this price is a, a disproof to Shmuel. So Gemariah, so Shmuel will tell you that it's Machlogas Tanoim, and that's where we left off. We brought down the other opinion. It says that the week of Tisha B'Av, it says Tisha B'Av that comes out on a Shabbos, or on an Erev, or, or, or Erev Tisha B'Av is a Shabbos. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're allowed to eat that Shabbos, uh, the full meal, whatever you normally would eat, even a Suda like Shlomo HaMelech in its time. There is no r- limitations that you normally would have of an Erev Tisha B'Av. Um, and uh, you would be allowed... Um, uh, to hair, haircuts, uh, launder from Rosh Chodesh until the Tanis, according to Meir. According to Buda, the whole month you're not allowed to do those things. And according to Rosh Gomliel, it's only the week of. Now, um, it's, um, we have another price that says that the, that, it's from, that the morning is from Rosh Chodesh till the Tainus, only till the Tainus, according to Meir. According to Buda, it's the entire month. And according to Rosh Gomliel, it's only that week altogether, and we saw Rabbi Yochanan says that it comes from the same Pasuk, that basically, um, it mentions in the Pasuk, which I limited, they ceased all joyous things, Chaga, Chodcha, and Shabbat. So Chaga sounds like from Rosh Chodesh, which is like a Chag, okay? Um, that's the first version. Um, Chodesh is cause from the word Chodcha, and the week of from the word Shabbat. Anyway, so that is as far as we got to yesterday, and that's the review. Just.